Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Hawk Talk Podcast is brought to you by Heinemann Services. Heinemann Services is a family-owned and operated business whose work ethic and customer service will restore your confidence in handymen. They offer interior and exterior projects for your home or business, including repairs, installations, small remodels, landscaping, decks, fencing, and much more. Call Corey and his crew today at 479-347-9336. That's 479-347-9336. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you could still be in on the action at betonline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. You're listening to the Hog Talk Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. With us on the line is the voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks. Chuck Barrett. A former guest of the show, Coach Mike Neighbors from the Arkansas women's basketball team. We have from ESPN's Around the Horn, highly questionable. Also a two-time Dan Levitard Show Suey winner and the <laughs> former heptathlete at Cornell, Sarah Spain. And we are happy to be joined by Martrell Spate. Mr. Phil Elson, the voice of Razorback Baseball and the Ladybacks. Three, two, one. Yo, what's going on, Arkansas Razorback fans, SCC fans? Welcome to the one and only Hog Talk podcast. I'm the Friday host, Ty Hudson. Alongside me, as per usual, my man down in uh, somewhere in Arkansas, south of me. I know that. Kyle Sutherland, how you doing? Fantastic, man. Still riding the waves of this win. I know that that was really exciting, Ty, as I... We talked about that this was our first podcast this past Monday to do since, or the, at least as far as the hog talk and me personally, to ever cover a winning SEC game from the Razorbacks. And mm. I have moved on to Auburn. I hope that everybody else has. I think that they have, we as a fan base. But, man, it's uh, it's definitely nice to be going into a game a winner and, and have positive vibes. Never, ever have we had that going on here on the hog talk. Because, you know, again, you've not – You've not had an SEC win in in uh, in two years, and we've been doing the pod. This is technically our second full year on the uh, with the Hog Talk podcast. Uh, last year it was primarily Jacob and I, and then Porter, and then Kyle, and then Cabo, and then uh, Keith. Like we just keep expanding the HTP family. Maybe that's maybe that is the good luck charm. The fact that the Hog Talk just it just grows as we grow. It's rubbing off on the Razorbacks, right? The luck, maybe the aura, something. I- I say I've been telling people it was me moving back from Texas because I'm telling you that was just awful being that bad being around. And I told the story about <laughs> oh. people coming up to me in the grocery store and literally tapping me on the shoulder, telling me they feel sorry for me as opposed to making fun of me for being a Razorbacks fan. Mm. Uh, I, I think, man, maybe maybe that turned the luck when I came back to the natural state. That probably had something to do with it. I am sure it's science. Don't deny it. We have a uh, listen. This is 
there's not a lot you know there's not a lot of recruiting news out there right now there's we just want to talk about this game coming up you guys caught there everyone else's reaction here on the hog talk on monday for the most part and then of course most of you hopefully you listened to me on the pig trail on, on youtube so you got my reaction there i was so excited i wore a freaking wig on live stream because people keep wanting me to to shave my beard on the stream and i'm like look if i do that like i lose all my manhood i can't do that like the voice i won't have the low voice anymore i'll be way higher pitched you know i'll i'll actually be able to sit and cross my legs i can't do that right now um so i you know it's <laughs> yeah ty, ty you're training it you're trading in looking like karen uh for looking young again uh, if only, right? If it's seriously, if I shave my beard, man, I look like I look like at least ten years younger. I've got the baby face, and I'm just well. Not... I think actually, I think I said that backwards. You're 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 uh, trading being young for looking like Karen. I think is how that technically goes. But that's but yes, that wig that wig was phenomenal. I'm glad I'm glad you were able to dig that out of Sarah's closet. Yeah, right. It and she was. I didn't know she was in the live stream. I felt kind of bad because. She was talking in chat, and I wasn't reading it. And I was, I'm just sitting there going on this, I don't know, on this little, uh, I don't want to call it a tangent, but kind of a rant. Just being so excited and not reading chat. And she was like, she was telling everyone in chat, he didn't give me a chance to straighten the wig out or comb it or do anything with her, brush it. And she she didn't tell me that until afterwards I was done streaming. And she was like, yeah, I was trying to explain, and you wouldn't read chat. That's what you get for not reading chat. Like yeah, that's my bad. Sometimes you just uh, you get distracted reading chat. Speaking of chat, we will read Discord questions. We're gonna do that. We actually we got some really good questions. These guys, Kyle, I guess they're just not. They put their beers down. They wanted to take this one serious. Some good questions. Yeah, everybody's. Yeah, I think that that's another good thing, man. We always talk about how we all, we don't always talk about it, but I know that we've I've heard the rumblings of whenever you're winning, the food tastes better air seems more crisp just everything in general the radio shows are mm, uh, a yes. lot better just because there's more positivity and it seems like these questions they, they came at them hard this week and so yeah I, as always uh, we definitely now we there's some that we are not able to read uh, john hawes jr that's mainly because of you but uh you know overall good stuff by the way i've got some stuff for I, i've seen one of these questions i've got some stuff for hawes here in a second well we'll start with the discord questions we'll try to wrap these up not as you know we'll try and be quick on the discord questions and then we're just going to hop into the game give our thoughts on arkansas and auburn also there are, i guess there's a chance for some really bad weather with a storm rolling in there don't know if I don't know what the deal is. I haven't heard anything, any updates today about the, uh, the you know, what is it, hurricane weather that they're having and it's heading directly f- uh, towards Alabama down on the coast. I, so I hope, I hope we have a game. I wish they would talk about moving it to Little Rock or Fayetteville. If they, it's like no one's even entertaining that idea. No one's even talking about it. It's like, yeah, we'll either play it or probably postpone it. Well, I don't think it's going to be bad enough where they don't play. I mean, it, it might lightning, so that way, but in terms of just – like it because I believe the last that I had heard now it's changing every single day it's down to like a category two so it's pretty much right now around like Cancun the Mexico area heading up the Gulf and it's definitely going to rain a lot but it could be one of those situations where in 2015 when we went to Knoxville they were expecting loads and loads of rain and ended up moving out and it was just kind of damp and so it's going to be damp either way they're going to be their jerseys are going to be dirty Uh, it's going to be a wet football game but I, I'm not so sure that it's going to be like a downpour right now. Mud soaked. Those those jerseys, I don't want them soaked. 
I mean, I want them to be soaked. I want them to be dirty because that's a sign that you're playing aggressive, tough football. But, like, they're so clean. That white look. The white, the all-white jerseys. The all-white unis are so sharp. Don't get them muddy. But, no, for real, get them muddy. We're, we're going to let it slide because you are you might be playing in some in some rough way. Well, wait, they're, they're actually artificial turf anyway, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Yes. Yeah, they're turf. Oh, yeah, so they're, they're – wait, no. No, it's actually real grass because remember it? Ty Story in 2018. Remember how remember how green his jersey was? They're oh, natural. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Okay, well, the first question that we have, and we actually posted kind of a poll, so if you're in our Discord and you missed it, I pinned it. It's the game of the week pick, Clemson and, and uh, Miami. I obviously – both of us picked Clemson in that one. That shouldn't be – I don't, I'm with you. It shouldn't be close. I think Miami is vastly overrated. I know everyone's going crazy about their quarterback, but, man, if you look at who they've played, they've not played anybody. And the one team that Miami beat was Louisville, and Louisville right now is 1-2. and two. And I don't have any problem with Miami being back. You know, it's kind of like Texas. You're always expecting them to be back, you know, because they're recruiting and, and just, you know, their, their success that they've had in recent era of college football. The first question we have is from Turtle underscore Racer on Twitter. And this is in our Discord. That's his name. Turtle underscore Racer on Twitter. Do you think we will see any Arkansas players and uh, Chad Morris? He says Chud Morris. <laughs> Interesting interactions. Post game, probably not. I could definitely see some, like you mentioned before we started recording, I could see some some mouthing between the players because apparently Auburn players, they're taking it personal. They're taking to Twitter, and they're talking about how personal this is for them. Chad, uh, uh, I about called you Chad Morris. Kyle, I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. there, buddy. That's my bad. That's my bad. That's that's pretty bad. That's worse than being called a Karen. What do you think? Is, are we going to have any issues here with Arkansas players and, and Chad Morris or, or maybe between the players themselves? Well, you, talking about the players taking it personal, I saw that center Nick Brams or Brahms or how you pronounce his name, he quote and I quote, it's definitely personal for him and that way we're playing for him. And Xavion Capers, who was the first one that committed initially to Chad in the two thousand twenty class, I think it was actually February eighth, two thousand nineteen or uh, yeah, because it was right around my twenty ninth birthday. That's how I remember that, like the day before. He was a thousand percent committed before Chad even got fired. He ended up decommitting going to Auburn. But I gotta say, I, I, from these two players, from their words, I'm just happy to see Chad's finally got players motivated to play for him. <laughs> that's what I'm mean. I, I, I it's impressive. Um, I'm looking forward to that. That's that's a step forward in his coaching career right there. Oh man. And I, I'm gonna own up to it. I did pick I did pick Auburn to win the SEC West. All right, look, my bad. And I, I'm no one's more excited about that, about being wrong than me. And I'm so thrilled to see that that they're not off to the start that they thought they would be on or that I thought they would be on. No one's more excited about that than me. But the fact that these players are like, oh, we're, we're sticking up for, for, for Chad. How We're taking this personal. Like, what are you doing? Like, you weren't stuck with him for the last two years with this 30% offense-installed nonsense. Like, you didn't have to hear the excuses and the same just nonsense after ever. It was basically the same thing. It was like copy and paste. It's like he was reading. Remember when Drinkwitz, when he, he accepted the Mizzou job and it was literally word for word what he said when he took the uh, Appalachian State job? It felt like that yeah. in his, his post games. It's like he just had the same thing to say. 
The media would get frustrated. Obviously, fans were tired of it. It's like, that's what we dealt with for the last two years. We might as well have been on the freaking. We might as well have been on the the college football death sentence, the NCAA death sentence. That's what the last two years was like. Look at how much better. The Razorbacks are. It's just this one game. It doesn't even really matter. I mean, yeah, they need to play every game here on out. But, like, they got a conference win. Chad couldn't do that in two years. Hell, he couldn't beat North Texas or Colorado State. He did end up beating Colorado State once. But you saw what happened with all these other non-Power Fives and within the conference. That's what we dealt with. And these players are like, oh, we're taking this personal. We're upset. get, Get out. Like, seriously. Get out. You have no room to talk. I so wish this game was in Fayetteville. I well, so and all, and all that being said, I know I was just kind of taking a jab there, but all in good fun. But I, I don't think that we're going to have – yeah, there's going to be some jawing back and forth. But I, we saw how Sam Pittman got after Mike Woods at the end of Mississippi State, and I definitely mm. think that he's made it very clear that you need to show your emotions on the field uh, in a within the rules of the game. But yeah. I, I definitely don't think that there is uh, any going to be anything to – crazy yeah you might have a little bit of john as the teams are on the field pre-game and kind of mm-hmm. between plays but i'm yeah. sure both of these coaching staffs have made that very clear that if you get a personal foul or anything that's going to set this team back regardless of which team it might be that it's not going to end up good for you nope nope keep a level head don't get too crazy with it i, I don't have a problem especially in corners that's kind of like their game they're like the point guard you know when point guards kevin garnett with the celtics what he would do is he'd get in your head you know, you see it across. You see it across the NBA. That's what DBs do. They get inside the heads of these of these uh, wide receivers. They're going to trash talk. I don't mind that, and I think you'll see some of that. It might get a little extra. It might get a little extra spicy. You know, like the meme wars that are going to happen during these uh, presidential debates. The meme wars are on fire, and they're spicy memes. It's going to be like that against Auburn. I guarantee it's going to get a little spicy. I don't know if we're going to have any crazy interactions though. Um, Jay Hawes. <laughs> Jayhaws Jr. 17 on Discord. Does Chad have an advantage knowing our players? How much of a chip do our guys have going into this game? And of course, here's the <laughs> Oh, and who said we would beat state? That's right, this guy. Coming from Jayhaws. Uh 28 to 13 is his pick. I'm locking it in. He's got Arkansas winning. Jayhaws 17. Jayhaws Jr. 17 on the Hog Talk slash PTN Discord. Go read his prediction. It's right there. I might even pin it. 28-13 to 13 is his prediction. Arkansas winning. That's quite the margin. And he says he's locking it in. Of course, because he was so right. He's never wrong, Kyle. He's never wrong. Well, Ty, so for the last like three or four years <laughs> on my personal Facebook page, I have posted scores on each game day of who I thought all I did is who, like I'd say hogs and then whatever team they were playing and I put their mm-hmm. mascot and I would put scores next to each of them I think the last time I picked the Razorbacks was against oh man it's been a long time I want to say maybe uh, North Texas when we lost I think that's the last time I picked them it was in 2018 and every single time somebody and a lot of times the same people I don't think Hawes was any of them I don't know if he and I talked a ton back then uh, but there was always someone that said the other team was going to win, regardless of whether we were really bad or we even knew it yet. So how many times in the last – so Arkansas before this game had not won. So they hadn't won an SEC game in 1,071 days, hadn't won a game in general over in over a year. In that time during the Morris era, in all of those, what, 20 losses that he had, 18, whatever it was, 
How many times did people say, oh, yeah, this team's going to win? So because you're right once, Jay Hawes, a broke watch <laughs> is right twice a day. And I'll say this right now. We'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and say, because he's been saying that all week. He's been jawing at us about who called it. And mm-hmm. 28-13, is, that's, that's bold. Go ahead and give my – I'm not going to say my pick on the score yet because we're going to uh, – that's why I don't do it on my personal page anymore is because we do our picks in the hog talk. That's where I was getting at with that. And so I'm going to say that it's going to be between three and seven points. I'll make my final pick whenever we post it on the pay on the Facebook page and Twitter. So wait, but, but you're not if, you're not picking who you're not going to say who you I, think I, wins. I, I'm going I'm going to I'm going to go with Auburn. I'm going to pick Auburn, but I can't decide if it's going to be between. I think it's going to be a very physical game. It's going to be okay. a tough physical game. Arkansas is going to show how upset that they, now they're not focusing all in on Chad. They're they're focused. I truly believe on the next game up. But mm-hmm. it is personal for some of these guys, just like the Auburn guys are saying it is for them. But if the Hogs win 28 to 13, if they win by two touchdowns, you don't even have to predict the right score. Jay Hawes, you're hearing it right now, and I'll, I'll pin this. If they win by two touchdowns, the Razorbacks mm-hmm. beat Auburn by that much, I will drink a raw egg on Facebook Live. Gross. That's I'm gross. I'm saying it now. I'll go ahead and do that. I am that confident. I, I, I do believe in this Razorback team. Again, I don't, I'm not so sure that they're going to win. That's why I can't. I, I, it's going to be very, very like low margin point but i don't i just don't think that that they're going to win this game uh, i don't I, I i feel and we'll go into that here in a second but i just am quite confident it's not going to be two touchdowns you're going to get the bird flu i know you're not but i just bought some eggs so they're pretty fresh <laughs> you're not going to get you're not going to catch covid you're going to get the bird flu <laughs> <There it goes. laughs> if that happens then, uh, People are going to go, even though there uh, <laughs> there is a uh, vaccine for the bird flu, or there's a cure for it at least. People are going to go from saying we're not who, someone that ate a uh, instead of saying someone that ate a bat started this, the someone that drank that raw egg. Yeah, because because so, the hogs who, who beat knows? beat uh, Auburn by a couple scores. Yeah. that is a bold yeah. pick, twenty eight thirteen. But hey, anything for a win. There you go. And you know what? Like we always say, no one's happier about being wrong than we are. Hell, we were all wrong last weekend, and I mean, who, we were thrilled about it. I think it's it's always funny to hear people, you know, the the Captain Hindsights of the world. Not that Jay Hawes is Jay. I'm not targeting you, Jay Hawes. We we rip on you yeah. quite a bit. You know, we love you, buddy. Yeah, it's all in good fun. We love Jay Hawes. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Going down the the uh, Discord questions here, Kelly Marie. Long-time Discord. Actually, she's a mod in our Discord. She wants to know, Warren came out of the shadows last week. Yeah, he had four catches for 100 yards last week. And a tutty. And a tutty, baby. I think anyone new steps up this week on offense. And then she wants to know, how many yards on offense do you think we allow? And how many do we put up? I'll start off by saying... It'd be nice to have someone else step up. Uh, someone else we're not talking enough about is Hudson Henry. I mean, Hudson Henry had a pretty good game last week. I mean, quietly had a pretty good game. Um, yeah, caught a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. What did he end up with? Four catches. I don't remember how many yards with a. With yeah, a touchdown. it was like it was only like twenty yards. But you know, without that touchdown, we're going into overtime. Or so exactly, or the pick six, or the pick six yeah. by Brooks. Yeah. Um, on offense, I don't know. I. I I'm starting to wonder, like, when when we see these guys really break out. Like, is this the week? Even though we all expect Rakeem Boyd to have a breakout year, anyways, because he's Rakeem Boyd, we haven't seen that yet. So maybe Boyd has his opportunity here. I, you know, this is a game where you're going to have to win on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. 
So I'm kind of wondering if we don't see either Boyd or Traylon Smith really bust out. I'm liking what I've seen from Traylon, especially considering the offensive line run blocking has been awful. He's still managing to get get a decent amount of positive yards. Like he's averaging, it's not much. It's like three yards a carry, but he's doing that at times when we need it the most. Um, well, any, any rushing yards at all with the way this offense has operated on the run game so far this year are going to be just well accepted, well received because you need to get the run game going. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm. I guess. I, I, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I could see Smith back up running back because I, I just don't know what condition Boyd's in. There's a big question mark about the three Bs. Uh, who's going to be back? Brown, Mo Brown, uh, uh, Burks, and Boyd. Who like how many of these guys are going to be back? I think Sam Pittman said he expected two out of the three. Maybe Boyd is that guy. Maybe Raheem Boyd's not able to come back, so we're going to have to rely on Traylon. I don't know. So I'll I'll say that if Boyd doesn't play, and then as far as yards uh, given up versus how many we put up, this I think it's going to be a low scoring game. It's going to be a grinded out game. A lot of punting. You know, we say that. Watch this thing end up being forty five to fifty two or something, but. I, I, you know, I, I don't like going into super specifics, but I, I think I could see us racking up, you know, somewhere around 320, 330 on offense. Probably give up about the about the same. These teams, if you look down the the, if you compare these two, they're pretty identical in terms of what they've done on the year. Uh, points per game, we're at 15 and a half. They're at 17 and a half, right? Points allowed, we're at 25 and a half. Given up, they're at 20. Total yards, we're seven more yards better. Stick that in your eye, Chad Moore. Seven yards better per game of total offense at 277 to their 270. It's like down the line. It's so identical. It's crazy. 207 through the air, 205 for them. 70 on the ground, 65 for them. Yards allowed are pretty similar. They give up about 413. We give up 393. So I think you're probably going to see a little bit of that. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be two, uh, two teams that look pretty identical in terms of stats on paper. So. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I think this week I'm going to go. This isn't really a player to come out of the shadows because we know who he is. But I think this is we we've talked. I, I've questioned it. Will Trey Knox really step up? He made a couple of catches against Mississippi State, but I think with I think Traylon Burks is going to play, but he's not going to be a hundred percent more than likely. So I feel like Trey Knox will have at least fifty yards receiving. He's got to take that. He's not taking that step yet this year. There's all these rumors flying around, like what's going on with Knox. Um, I'd, I'd love to see him break out, and I think you need him to break out because when you get that other guy going, teams know teams know who Boyd and Burks are. They know. They circle them. They highlight them every week, and I'm sure they damn well know who who uh, Knox is. But like those are the two guys that are going to grab the most attention from a defense. If Knox breaks out or Woods or Devion Warren, if he keeps doing what we're, you know, based on what he did just a week ago, oh, it, it'll just pay dividends for the offense. You'll be able to open things up a little bit and you'll be able to run. Get that, get the run game going. My gosh, get the run game going. I cannot figure out for the life of me why they're struggling so bad just to even, just to get positive yardage. Like just to get, I don't know, four and a half yards of carry would be nice by someone carrying the ball, you know, seven or eight times. That'd be great. Uh, Bamsey says ideas on new cheerleader for the Hogs. I recommend Kelly. I okay. I recommend. I'm going to say Jacob because Jacob is picking the Hogs this week, and he always picks. The- <laughs> He's the cheerleader. Respect. And hey, good for him. He's well, the optimist. 
I, I think actually, even though I'm only projecting like three to seven points, like to be the game, the difference, I wouldn't be shocked. Oh, well, uh, if I say, if I say that I'm shocked then the hogs will actually cover and then I actually do have to drink that egg. Mm. But speaking of cover, Ty, I'm going to tell you about our new friends, Rapology, new sponsor alert. Located in Fayetteville, Rapology is your top spot for signs, banners, and wraps. From lighted signs, commercial fleet wraps, vinyl decals, and much more, they will take care of you in a timely and professional manner. Call Rapology today at 479-368-6490. Again, that's 479-368-6490. And Ty, that's actually not too terribly far from you. That's where you can uh, get the Hog Talk wrap and maybe PTN on one side on the Hudson Mobile, go. huh? Yeah, we'll do it on my on on my car. I've already got I've already got the Hog Talk bumper sticker on my window, along with some of the other political stuff. I won't get into, but uh, yeah, I'd wrap the whole car up. Why not? I'm all for it. I look, I'm all about the marketing, baby. I don't care how you do it. We'll put up a giant billboard. You know, listen to the Hog Talk. Listen to the PTN. Speaking of uh, the game, though, and the and, and the and the rap. How about the spread? The spread is sitting at only 14 points in this game. Yeah, what's I, gone down four? It was at minus 18 on Monday's show. Yep, yep, minus 18. So you're, you're down four. Will it go down some more by the time this, this podcast – by the way, we are recording this thing on October 7th on a Wednesday, so just FYI, it could very well go down some more. Uh, it'd be great if we knew for a fact if all three of the Bs were starting. I wonder if that would have an impact, Burks, Boyd, and, and Brown. I bet it would have a little bit of an impact on the spread. Maybe it already has based on what Pittman uh, said today to the media. So, yeah, uh, we already kind of went down what what Auburn looks like on the stat sheet. They are very similar. I don't know. I think uh, when when you talk about keys to success for Arkansas to get this, to get their second conference win, second road win, you know, another SEC West win, in order to, to do that, and I already kind of mentioned it. There's no doubt they're going to have to. They're going to have to. Uh, they're going to have to dominate line of scrimmage, and their offensive line is not good. Uh, they, they've struggled. Bo Nix also. By the way, if they do get the run game going, Arkansas, I don't think wins this game. Maybe I'm wrong, but if they get the run game going, I found this stat earlier today. Auburn, uh, Auburn's quarterback Bo Nix off play action pass. He's an 85 percent pass completion quarterback. That's got to be one of the highest in the country. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too, is I think that there is – both of these offenses are struggling. As you, you mentioned, you went through the numbers, Ty, and mm-hmm. they – I think I think we're number 11 and they're number 12, and we're both towards the back end, really close to the bottom. But their offensive line, it's – ours, we, we – have had these guys on campus for a year or two or more than that. But so they're at least a little season, haven't had a lot of success, but there is more experience. Two of, of Auburn's offensive linemen are converted de- defensive linemen. So you got a lot, and a lot of them are first time starters. Some of them maybe got a little playing time last year, but just not a whole lot up there. But you look at a guy like, like Anthony Schwartz. I think he actually had a really good game against us last year. Now they ended up blowing us out as they, having just about every game since 2016 but he's a guy that can score just about any time he touches the ball mm-hmm. and you mentioned Bo Nix if he gets if he really gets going I don't really think that Chad is going I like these players and him recruiting them I don't think that that's really going to have a factor in him like breaking down okay this guy is susceptible to doing this at this time because they've had different coaching they're probably not doing things 
that they were doing whenever, like at least things that they needed to work on when Chad and his staff were there. So I don't think that kind of stuff is really going to have a major effect. But for whatever running back, I know that they have a running back that's down, but they've got pretty much a four- and five-star backfield as it is. Now, you might not have a lot of experience, but kind of like Georgia, you've got another stud player right behind them, right there to, to, to step up for them. And on defense, that's the kicker right there. They have it. They weren't great against Georgia, but Georgia is Georgia, and they still they lost a lot, especially on their defensive line. But they still got Big Cat Bryant coming back. I know yeah. that one of their linebackers is hurt. The guy, uh, the one that made All Conference last year, I uh, know that he's out. But they they've got a strong linebacking core that pretty much all of them returned from last season. A very very fast secondary. And what, where I think that this game is going to come down to, I think it's going to either come down to a turnover, and this is why I am going to pick Auburn. I think that it's going to be one of those games that the entire game to maybe the last two minutes that it's very close within maybe a touchdown or a field goal or maybe even tied. And that's when maybe Arkansas makes a key mistake on like whether it be an interception or a fumble or we're not very good. We've gotten a little bit better from week one to week two, we got a little bit better at certain parts of special teams, but we're still not doing very good on our punter kick coverage. And Auburn is very good in the kick, and I believe they're number two in the SEC in the kick return game. Really good in punt return, too. So it could come down to something like that, maybe a special teams touchdown. So that's why I am going to go with Auburn. Again, I'm not 100% sure as we're recording whether I'm going to go with three or seven, but it's either going to be a field goal or a touchdown. I just think I, I think that this team again will play very hard. Talking about the Razorbacks, but I, I just don't. I don't. I can't pick them just yet. It's kind of like it goes back to that horses in the barn statement that I think someone here made on uh, on the Hog Talk going up against Georgia. It kind of feels like that again, where even though Auburn is nothing like Georgia, obviously, but we know that Auburn has talent, they have depth and, and all that. Coaching is their biggest question mark where it's the opposite for the Hogs. I feel like I feel pretty confident in this coaching staff. You and I have talked about that multiple times. I, I think it, it just it really you know, defensive line of scrimmage play. I was gonna say defensive line play. Line of scrimmage play is gonna dominate this game. That or that's gonna be the the should be the premier focus. Should be every week, but I think if Arkansas gets the, the run game going, if they can protect Felipe Franks, which, by the way, on the year, Auburn has a grand total of three sacks. Three sacks. Hmm. I mean, we're talking about Auburn, who pretty pretty feisty. They're always pretty good. Their front seven's always pretty good. They've always got talent up there. They've got three sacks through two games. You know, and then you you know it's it's not like Arkansas is flying off the, the the stat sheet there. They've only got you know four on the year, and I think for a total of like not a whole lot of yards, maybe 40, 42 yards. But the other thing that we have, too, that I've been really impressed with so far is takeaways. And you mentioned that earlier about how key that's going to be, and, and uh, I couldn't agree more. And I think Arkansas, I think they're going to force at least a turnover or two. We're going to need some of that Brooks magic, Joseph Fouché magic again this week. Bumper pull, who leads the country, or at least the Power 5 uh, schools that are participating, leads them all in tackles. He's also got a sack on the year. He's got three pass breakups this year. That's something no one's talking about. This team, through two games, according to ESPN, has a grand total of 10 total pass breakups. That's 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 pretty damn good. Auburn's at 9, so you know it's not like they're flying way ahead of them in that department there, but... Arkansas's flying to the ball. They're playing their 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 defense is just they have proven us all so wrong. And again, I'm so excited about that. 
but they are going to need to get things going on offense. This is, you know, we, we talked about it last week. That was the game. Mississippi State, you could really turn some heads. And, and Mississippi State, who I do believe I underestimated. I did. I underestimated Mississippi State's defense. I think they're better on defense than we all thought, than I thought. Uh, I don't. I don't know, comparing them in Mississippi State, uh, who's better on defense. You would argue talent-wise would lean towards Auburn's favor, but, you know, they are they are giving up some numbers. You know, we already we mentioned that. They're giving up 413 yards a game, you know, 239 through the air, right at about 240 uh, through the air, and they're giving up 173 yards on defense. Those aren't exactly great numbers. So there's a chance here again, I think, where Arkansas could get things going a little bit on, on offense. You're not playing Georgia. You're not playing Bama. You know, you're not playing a, a, a team that's just been super dominant on defense. This is your week. These two teams are identical on the stat sheet. And uh, when it comes, when it, when when you look at that and you you consider who they've played, I think uh, I'm with you. It's going to be a close game when you when you put in all these factors. I know they have the talent, but they're not. They're not doing much with it. And not like anybody at Arkansas is super surprised by that when you consider who's calling their plays on offense. Uh, I'm going to say, again, I was wrong. I really thought I thought we probably looked too much into what Chad did at Clemson, I guess. I don't know. There's also a theory among Auburn fans that Chad's never really even had full control of the offense. It's been Gus all along. I don't know that I buy that. I think it is Gu- uh, uh, Chad Morris because it all looks familiar. What you see on film looks like what happened here the last two years. You know, someone tell me I'm wrong. Like I, I, I don't think that's Gus. I think that's Chad calling the plays. They look, they look broken. They, they don't have an identity. Um, but and the last thing I'll say about the offense, please, for the love of God, let's 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 not. Can we can we just not with the T.J. Hammonds end around or double reverses? Can we just throw yeah. that in the trash, please? Yes. It is. Well, and I and I think, and I said the three to seven points you talked about. I I one hundred percent agree with you. I think our defense is going to play another really tough nose, good game. So I could see this maybe being like a twenty four seventeen or twenty to seventeen game for easily, because it is going to be like we said, it's going to be somewhat bad weather for sure. Going to be wet, we know that much. Uh, But I think our defense is going to have another incredible performance. It's just what is the offense going to do? And I think think the offense will at at some point get rolling, whether it's the actual half point in the season, whether it's in the next game or two. But, uh, it's man, this is a really good week to do it. I know that that would really just – to to do to go to Auburn and win there is hard enough, but to go and beat your former head coach that oh. you were, went through so much horrible things with, and yeah. then to get the first when was the last time we won back to back games? Was well against an SEC play? Would would that be uh, when they beat uh, LSU, Ole Miss, or Ole Miss LSU? Uh, is that yeah, maybe in 2015. I think that sounds about right. I think that's right. Maybe we're wrong. I don't have the media guide in front of me. That's probably – I think that's about right. If not, it would have been the following year. It's It's been too long. We know that. Especially against ranked opponents. Like, against ranked opponents. When's the last time you did that, right? That would have been the same year. LSU and Ole Miss were both well, ranked of course, that year. Well, and I'm not, I, don't, I don't mean to rain on the parade. you got to consider, you know, this year little – It's but I, I see what you're saying. Um, like, in terms of, like, actually being ranked teams, you just got to kind of take that with a grain of salt this year. But I was looking at this, and I think, yeah, that was the last time was 2015. 2015 was it was uh, the last time that they won back to back. And LSU and, and Ole Miss were ranked. In, yeah, you're right. You got to take it with a grain of salt. The rankings this year. I don't know why they have teams that haven't played yet ranked. 
It just yeah. stupid. I, and they're not going to play for another at least two weeks at the at minimum. I think the Big Ten starts October twenty third, twenty fourth, and then the Pac twelve starts on November seventh. <laughs> We're going to have regular season football in uh, in December. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm okay with that. No complaints here. I mean, I'll take that. Sure. They're going to be night games too. They're going to be uh, all night long, so more fun for us. Okay, so if all goes according to plan, up next, Auburn beat writer for the Montgomery Advisor, uh, part of the USA Today network, none other than I don't have his tweet up. I'm so sorry. Josh Vitell. <laughs> I lost his tweet. Josh Vitell uh, is up next. Assuming uh, he's able to record with us, we'll sit and, and have a conversation with him. If not, we'll just say woo pig and see you next week. How about that? So, yeah, Woo Pig, go Hogs, beat Auburn. We'll see you next week. Since 2008, Workman's Travel Center has made it their statement to provide a clean, friendly, and professional environment for their customers. With locations in Rudy, Lowell, and Ozark, Workman's offers a variety of merchandise and quality food, including the Rise and Shine Breakfast, Hilltop Special, desserts, and much more. Visit their website at workmanstravelcenters.com to learn more. Workman's Travel Center, where we are more than convenient. Day from Auburn Beat Robber, the Montgomery Advisor, Josh Vitek. Thank you for that, taking time out of your day to be a part of the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh, it's it's kind of crazy because, you know, usually, you know, the Auburn-Arkansas game has, has the gust tied to it, but now you, you're you throwing a little wrinkle into it with, with, with Chad Morris hire. So so what added uh, added aspect to that does it bring to the game on Saturday? Uh, it definitely changes the dynamic. As you look back to the last four years, I mean, Auburn has dominated those games, won by at least 30 points in all of them. Um, now it takes on a different meaning when it's Chad Morris against the school that he really struggled to coach at, got fired from in November. And for him, I would imagine, we haven't spoken to him, but I would imagine it's sort of like, you know, I, I want my offense at Auburn to be able to play well against my former team. And though Arkansas, I mean, Arkansas coach Sam Pittman didn't work with there, I'm sure there's a little bit of the Arkansas fan base wants to see, hey, Chad Morris is not good here. We'd like our Arkansas team to go beat the Auburn team. So it adds definitely a new twist to this series. Yeah, and speaking on that, you know, there's there's been a couple of players and, and, and coaches coming out and saying, you know, they're actually complimenting Arkansas and how they're coached this year. So, I mean, coming from the, the Auburn camp, I mean, how how is that like, how do you take that? Because from my side, it's like a, a dig, but it's very surprising that the Auburn side is saying this type of things about the coaching staff this year. Uh, it is, it is a little awkward. I mean, I think uh, some of the comments were, were overblown. Gus Malzahn sort of compliments every team that Auburn plays, um, regardless of who it is. I think Auburn could be playing, you know, Springdale high tomorrow and Gus would call them a great team with a lot of talent. Um, but yeah, they, there's respect for Arkansas, especially after the way they defended that air raid against Mississippi State last week and held a team that had torched LSU to 14 points in a win. So is it is it awkward with, you know, their former coach being the OC? Probably a little bit. Um, but that that's that's what it is. And Auburn has respect for Arkansas. And 
you, you can't you can't count out this team going into this game because if you look at both teams right now, Arkansas is the hotter team coming in the Jordan here than Auburn is. Yeah, and kind of backtracking, you know, to last week, you know, Arkansas did have that win over, you know, Mississippi State. How surprised from an outsider, you know, somebody on on the Auburn side or somebody outside of the Arkansas fan base that would have expected uh, an Arkansas win just from a fan base, you know, how, how surprised was you to see that one, it was a low scoring game and two that, you know, Arkansas came away with the win at Mississippi state. I was definitely surprised. Um, I thought, you know, after the way Mississippi state played against LSU, that it would continue to kind of be on its, its early season tear against Arkansas, especially being at home. Uh, but I think the lesson learned, um, not just in that game, but for really across the league, is that uh, we probably shouldn't be taking too many assumptions uh, from from week one, because on the other side of that, I mean, Georgia looked kind of shaky in that that went over Arkansas, at least early going into halftime trailing. Um, and I thought Auburn going into the game at Georgia, that Auburn was the more settled team uh, that might have a chance to finally win in Athens. Um, and Auburn got its butt kicked. Um, by the Georgia team that looked like a team that can win the SEC East, like everyone expected them to be. So um, was it surprising to see Arkansas win that game? Uh, given the way Mississippi State played, yeah. But you look at the defense, especially Arkansas played great on defense. It defended the air raid half, how you have to defend it. Um, and that's credit to, to Barry Odom and his defense for the way they, they, they did that. Well, and, and also coming into this game against Auburn, you know, you got a quarterback like Bo Nix who will take off and run. He will beat you with his legs just as much as he. So there's a different little wrinkle to you're you're going against a guy like Costello and in, in the air raid offense that you're throwing. Now you have to really respect the run. And I think that with Odom, he he knew he could just drop back and then dared Costello to run. So how how is it going to be different for the game plan of on Bo Nix's side of knowing that, hey, I'm going to have to run just as much as I throw the ball? Yeah, it's got to be different. You can't defend Auburn's offense the way you defend an air raid because if you, you know, in theory, if you drop eight and rush three, um, Auburn's just going to run the ball. Um, again, that's in theory. Auburn has really struggled to run the ball this season. Um, but, the, yeah, the key for this game is that Auburn has to be get that rushing attack going. It cannot be one-dimensional. Like, if he came at Georgia uh, when it fell behind early and was forced to go to the air every single play, um, because if if Arkansas gets to a point where it does not have to respect Auburn's run game, it can drop back and just say, hey, we, we can get pressure with three. We'll drop back and just make sure that Bo Nix can't complete many passes. Um, so that's what Auburn has to avoid. Well, also, it is with these couple of injuries that Auburn has with K.J. Britt being injured and then Sean Shivers being injured. Can, can you kind of talk about that and what how that could affect, you know, Auburn coming come Saturday? Um, KJ Britt will have a, a massive effect if he's not able to play. Um, I know he's undergoing surgery on Friday. Um, they haven't made any official proclamations about his availability, but it seems unlikely that he'll be able to play. He'll probably be out for a little while. Um, you know, it's hard to play a day after having surgery. And, uh, he's not only, um, an all SEC linebacker and the team's leading tackler, but he's, Maybe the, the the foremost leader on the entire team, not just the defense. Um, so not having him, uh, that hurts a lot. I mean, Auburn still has talent at linebacker uh, between uh, Owen Papo and Zacoby McLean, who will probably be the starters. 
Um, but to lose a, a leader like KJ Brett in the middle is tough. On the other side, Sean Shivers, um, he was starting running back in week one, did not play in week two. He's questionable. Um, if he's not running back, so it's not like it would be a, a massive problem to not have him. Um, obviously, I like him back because uh, Tank Biggs was the only running back who carried the ball at Georgia, and I'd like to be able to mix up the workload a little bit if they can. Yeah, and another aspect, you know, we, we haven't talked about yet is, you know, of course, with the weather and, you know, we Fouché come out and said for Arkansas that, you know, Eagles, you know, he made a comment about the Eagles, though, they'll, they'll go inside when it's cold, but hogs like to play in, in the mud, you know, but with with a offense as balanced as Auburn, how is this the weather? How could that affect both offensively and defensively? I don't know. I, I, I'm still curious to see what the weather is going to be like. I mean, if you looked at the the storm path a couple of days ago, it seemed like um, Auburn was not in the direct path of Hurricane Delta, but was in an area where it could maybe hit, get the edges of town hit by the outskirts of the storm. Uh, but the storm has since shifted more west. It's supposed to rain in Auburn, but it's not supposed to be a hurricane. It's supposed to, again, possibly rain, a little bit of wind, some scattered showers and thunderstorms. So um, I don't know if you go in thinking uh, we have to change our entire game plan because it's going to rain. You just do some wet ball drills and go about your business. So I don't I don't the weather will have an effect on the game, possibly, but I don't think it's to the point where each team will have to reinvent what it wants to do. They're, both teams are still going to try to run the ball and throw the ball like they normally would. And we'll kind of end it on this. You know, kind of give us your your keys to, you know, what Auburn will have to do on both sides of the ball to to win this game against Arkansas and and, if, and give us a prediction of what you predict the final score will be. Uh, for Auburn, I think it, it comes down entirely to the offensive line. Um, if that group can solidify and block as simple as that sounds Auburn is going to be better on offense than it was against Georgia because that was the biggest problem that's the root Auburn couldn't run the ball and it couldn't protect Bo Nix that starts up front and if you can't if you can't do those things you're going to have a bad day on offense if Auburn can get that group solidified get them playing well get Bo Nix in the rhythm get the running game going for the first time really all season they're going to have a chance for Chad Morris to get his offense going and put up some points um, against an Arkansas defense that, while that played Mississippi State very well, did show in week one that it can be scored on a little bit. Um, so that's the key for me. If Auburn's offensive, play, offensive line plays well uh, and the defense gets off the field on third downs, which it has been bad at, but Arkansas's offense is bad at staying on the field on third downs, so that evens out, hopefully, you know, in theory. Um, I think Auburn should win this game at home. But if that line struggles and Arkansas gets some stops early and gets some momentum, gets some confidence, it could be a tight game at Jordan here. Well, Josh, man, thank you again for your time and, and appreciate you talking to the game with us. And we're looking forward to, I mean, we uh, guys on our side, we're, we're thinking a close game, you know, and it's really a toss up because, again, you know, you're looking at last week's game compared to, you know, you're moving to another week. So, you know, you don't know what to expect week to week. Mississippi State has has kind of proven that. But but again, thank you for your time, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Guys, that was Josh Vitale of the Montgomery Advisor. Again, all of our guests are brought to you by the Work Travel Center Hotline.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.